You are listening to the Solid-ish Marriage Podcast. We are Scott and Betsy, and we are marriage therapists. We created this space to offer some relief from the expectation that you are supposed to be perfectly solid in your marriage all the time. It's ridiculous. Solid-ish is about being honest with the crap in our stories. And we want this podcast to be as helpful as possible. So if you have any questions or if you want us to address a particular topic about marriage, we would love to do that. Uh, So be sure to give us a review, uh, leave your question in the comments, or you can email me directly, scott at hopetherapy.info. So we are going to have a little game again, crap or keeper. Okay. So I have two quotes. Mm -hmm. And Scott, you need to tell me if it is crap Mm -hmm. or if it's a keeper. Okay. Here we go. You ready? I'm ready. 10 seconds to answer. Oh boy. We got a timer going? No. (laughs) First one. A strong marriage rarely has two strong people at the same time. It is a husband and wife who takes turns being strong for the other. In the moments when the others, when the other feels weak. Interesting. So uh, I'll be honest. I'm having kind of a mixed reaction to that one, mm-hmm. and I don't know that I can do it in ten seconds. Huh, okay. Five. Just wait. Four. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I, I like it and I don't like it because for the times when we're not on the same page and. Like usually there's one person that is just wrapped around the axle about what's going on and they're feeling a lot more scared or hurt or whatever. And so then the other person can be, they they can essentially volunteer to go first as far as like showing up for whatever the struggling person is going through and, Mm -hmm. you know, like validating that saying, Hey, Mm -hmm. like that, that sounds really hard. Um, And so in that way, I'm thinking that's a great quote because the one who's not being, that the one who's not struggling as much can be that strong one to say, Hey, like I'm, I'm going to show up for you first, make sure you're feeling safe and then you can show up for me later. So I'd lo- I love the quote for that, but then mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't like it because it kind of sets up this dynamic of, okay, well, if I'm going to be strong, then you have to be weak or vice versa. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And, if, and that, if I'm weak, you have to be strong. Yeah. For me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I, and I really don't like that pressure, that expectation, that, that like power struggle that, that gets wrapped up in that. So, right. Yeah. That's, well, that's and a I see what I see too in, in my office is that there are two struggling people often. Yeah. And you know, whatever you want to label a strong marriage or not, it doesn't mean that it can't become a strong, solid marriage. Yeah. So. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Cause we don't, we don't want to set up this idea that, you know, like if, if I am being strong, then that's a threat to you. That, that means you're weak somehow. It's like, no, we can both be strong at the same time. That's okay. In today's episode, we get to interview Bert and Leslie Bolt. Uh, they are also amazing people. We just tend to interview awesome people which i love that's That's fun true yeah um but uh so bert uh strangely enough he is a funeral director uh which you get to hear a little bit of the story of how that happened (laughs) very cool (laughs) right uh and then uh both of them actually used to be in pastoral roles but now leslie is on the radio so she's like semi-famous uh and we got to interview her which is fun uh, but what we ended up talking about is both of their stories are incredible carbon copies of each other in that they were both t- married for 10 years, uh, got unwanted divorces, went through incredible pain, um, and then incredible learning as a result of that. Um, but what I really appreciate about this episode is they talk not only about just their, their journey through that, but also how there's fears that still are nipping at their heels. Uh, even though life is so much better and God is redeeming a lot, um, there's just stuff that hangs with them. Um, and then especially towards the end of the episode, really tune into that. Um, cause there's this really powerful connection between, uh, intimacy with God, trusting God and our, then our ability to be able to trust our spouse. So make sure you listen all the way to the end for that. Um, and without further ado, here is our interview with Bert and Leslie Bolt. 
So I was a pastor for 10 years um, and was in the midst of transitions at the church that I was at. The, uh, the senior pastor, um, who was one of my closest friends, mm. took a call to a different church. Shortly after he left, my previous wife, Leslie, um, said that she wanted to separate. Okay. And we ended up getting divorced. Um, and in that process, um, I've often said that my, my life was a bad country song. Mm-hmm. Um, my dog died. I lost my job. My oh, wife left. Oh, right. Um, right. Your car broke down. The car yes, broke down. Literally. At one point. Oh, my yep. gosh. And you um, can't play it backwards to no, get it all back. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, so I was pretty lost. Um, yeah. That's awful. And, and I do, man. I want to add that it was an unwanted divorce on Bert's right. part for sure. Right. Okay. Did not Absolutely. Want a divorce. Yeah. Um, are you, are you it, comfortable sharing what that is? Um, there were affairs. Okay. Mm. On her part. Yeah. I'm so um, sorry. That hurts. But I didn't, Gosh. I didn't know that when she first asked to separate, um, I was told over and over again that, that, I had issues and I was emotionally unavailable and, mm-hmm. and all kinds of things. Um, I mean, there was a time where, um, I got called out by my sister-in-law, um, who said that they were concerned about how much I was drinking, which mm. was really not maybe that much, but it was enough. And she said, you know, you're going to have to deal with the yeah. stuff. Right. And you can either deal with it now. Right. Um, or you can wait three years or whatever and, and deal with it. Yeah. But what is like um, I just want to pause right there. What a great little nugget in the middle of all that. Mm-hmm. Like it's a super, super normal way to cope with I mean just mm-hmm. overwhelming mm-hmm. amounts of garbage that I didn't want, that I didn't even necessarily right. know was happening. Like stuff that's mine, stuff that's totally not mine, and alcohol. I mean, frankly, it works, right? Right. <laughs> right? right. That's why we use it. It works, and and for that person to meet you in that moment and say, "Look, you're gonna have to deal with this at some point. You can do it now or later after it's gained interest." Right. Right. Like an awkward bank yeah, account. Yeah, that's a good way but, to put it. Right. But <laughs> yeah. so I I I love yeah. just that little message in there. I wow. did some career counseling and um, met with one gentleman who suggested that I talk to a funeral home, which was the absolute weirdest thing <laughs> anybody <laughs> ever suggest, suggested to me. I researched it a little bit, and then I actually was at the church where I had been pastoring and, and ran into um, one of the funeral directors and owners where I work now. Long story short, I, I worked with them for a few weeks. They said, try it out. It's not for everybody. And yeah, um, sure. But I I really, after after a few weeks of doing it, I I loved it. Um, it's a maybe an odd thing to say, but it's a it's a great fit. I love yeah. that. Um, That's it's, great. It's such a it's walking through people's emotional Ex- yeah. That's exactly uh, an incredibly emotional time and, and helping them walk through it. Uh, I tell every family, it's not my job to get you through grief. It's my job to help you enter into grief. Mm. Yeah. Amen. Um, that's a great. That's way to and put that's it. another Again. nugget right yeah. there. And mm-hmm. well, and I think you know my divorce, divorce and death are are two hugely yep. different things. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But there are commonalities. Yes, they're both. Right. If, sure. They're both loss. a loss. Yeah. Amen. Right. Yeah. yeah. So a couple years later, after I'd been there for a while, actually the same guy who suggested I talk to a funeral home said, "Hey, Bert, there's a new pastor at Christ Memorial. You ought to talk to her." I said, what's her name? He said, Leslie. And I said, nope. Right. <laughs> I said, uh, like, female pastor ex- who has the same name as my Yeah, ex-wife. right. Yes. Like ex's name. No way. Nope. Um, so, but then I, I looked her up on Facebook and saw her picture and thought, oof, I might have said no too quickly. <laughs> so, right wow. on. I had recently moved to Holland. I was previously married for 10 years. We say Mm. we both were married for 10 years. We both pastored for about 10 years and we both had unwanted divorces. Mm. So I um, was married also to a man who was in the ministry and our marriage was very dynamic in that we had very high highs and very low lows. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And there was a lot of struggle around ministry and call Mm -hmm. and place and gender role and all of that. 
Uh, and yet when my former husband asked, um, to separate, I, I did not want to get, I did not want a divorce. And I think mm. we both say that was something that was never on our radar. Mm. So my marriage ended very quickly in that we, we were married for 10 years, but never had children. Hmm. So, uh, the day he filed in the state of Michigan, it's 60 days. Wow. So 60 days, 61 days later, we were divorced. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. It was like whiplash. And one of the ways that I coped was by dating random people, mm-hmm. just going out with random people. Yeah. And um, I had never rebelled before. I never, um, you know, I was the type of kid, never drank, never smoked, mm-hmm. you know, all mm-hmm. those, th- those are off limits. Good Christian kid. But I just thought, you know what? I'm just going to go out with as many people as possible because mm-hmm. I need some attention. Yeah. yeah. And Which, I did. And so I'm thinking, okay, for Bert, alcohol makes sense mm-hmm. because he wants distance from that pain and alcohol creates that distance. Mm-hmm. What did dating offer you? Like wh- what relief did that offer you? Uh, false sense of intimacy. Okay. So being, being desired, being told that I was attractive, um, you know, even for both of us, uh, Bert and I, um, sexuality in our previous marriage was very broken. Um, my former husband had a porn addiction. Um, but instead of being obsessed with intimacy with me, he would not be intimate with me. Right. Okay. Yep. So that was a huge void over the course Whoa. of 10 years of our relationship. Wow. So even going out with men and feeling desirable was Amen. like, that's a big deal. Right, yeah. Yes. I mean, it becomes heroin at that point. It's exactly. Like, exactly. And, yeah. and I would play this game where I would knew, knew I was not ready to date, but I would go out with someone, get a bunch of attention. And then before a second date, I'd be like, Oh, I'm just not ready. I'm just not ready. Knowing mm. full on, I had no intentions of yeah. going out with them again. Right on. Mm. So I did this for about six months. So we're talking like, you know, day one after being divorced, I went out with someone. Mm. I mean, just stupid. So stupid. Mm. Um, But I will say for the amount of pain that you're going through, I mean, like going through the whiplash and then I just I can only imagine the depth of the need to feel desirable, to feel valuable to somebody that like it's to to exist even one day without that. That totally yeah. makes sense to mm-hmm. me. And and I, you know, my conversations with the Lord were, Lord, I know this is wrong. And I just, I, that the numbing or the feeling something, right? Mm-hmm. And it, it's yeah. that, that cycle of, um, you know, wrongdoing and repentance and wrongdoing and repentance. So I did that for about six months until I finally came clean with um, my sister and my mm. two account- accountability partners and they, my sister said, you got to cut that out. Like, <laughs> you got to right? stop yes. it. She's like, you are clergy. You're yeah. going to, you could. And besides the fact that I could have end up, ended up chopped up in the back seat of somebody's car. Right. 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 Yeah. Just thank God I was safe. Thank God I didn't mm. sleep with anybody. Yeah. Yeah. They, you know, sure. just a lot of God's provision. Mm. Um, I'm very grateful for, um, and I, I was like cold turkey. Okay, I'm done. I'm oh. not. I'm just not. I'm not going to do this anymore. I deleted all the apps. I put down, or I, I don't know if I technically deleted my profiles, but I signed out of all my profiles. You know, sure. Was done with that. And although I didn't hear the Lord say, you know, don't date for this amount of time, I decided I was like, well, mm-hmm. I guess I just can't be trusted. So I'm not going to date yeah. for a oh, while. And that's I like. I could totally <laughs> empathize with like it's such a legitimate need, mm-hmm. but then I'm so desperate for that need that I just throw myself at it and therefore mm-hmm. scare mm-hmm. myself. So now I'm convincing myself that like okay, yes, this is a legitimate need, but I don't get to have it anymore. I can't be trusted mm-hmm. with this mm-hmm. need anymore. Right. Oh my gosh, that breaks my heart. Thank you. So yeah. I, I, you know, uh, I'm throwing myself before God and doing all the things of I would spend hours and hours and hours with God and surround myself with good female friendships. And lo and behold, about a month of my, um, getting on the right path, we'll say, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. I get an email from a funeral director named Bert <laughs> and <laughs> the, the way that the story goes this week is I was <laughs> that week, week right. or sorry, that week was I, I was getting asked out a lot. I was new in town 
you know, I had these profiles and everybody, especially even in church is like every grandma has a nephew or a, Oh, sure. Your neighbor, everybody wants you to meet somebody. So I was getting asked out a lot. And that week I had, I had a congregate, a funeral director and a male stripper all asked me out (laughs) (laughs) the same week. That is, that is a wide range, right? Of amazing prospects. You got range. (laughs) Look at you. It's like some people say, do I still got it? It's like, no, I got it. And then some. So (laughs) it's it's the start of a great joke, you know, and it's true. It is. Pastor gets asked out by (laughs) congregate, funeral director and a stripper. I love that. So, um, <laughs> said no to the congregant, said no to the stripper. And I get this lovely email from a funeral director named Bert. And I thought, what in the world? Like, is he 80? I mean, right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah. Because at this Bert. point, you don't have a picture of him yet. No. Right, right. <laughs> no, and all I'm thinking is, great, somebody else I have to deal with. But he wrote me the sweetest email that just said, you know, Pastor Leslie, your name has been suggested to me over the last few months. And I've heard such wonderful things about your ministry. And I know something like it seems like our stories may be parallel. Was wondering uh, like if, carbon copy. I mean, it's right? remarkable. It is. Wow. It really is. It really is. Mm-hmm. It, he told me he was a pastor and just said, you know, if you'd like to have coffee sometime. So I, um, I crafted a, a response. Bold, bold move, but like, I, I love that, that takes He's courage like, yeah He's like all right mm-hmm. i'm gonna throw yeah, it out there he did Here which now i think is so super hot like yeah <laughs> my man's got game all the way I love it all the way. <laughs> and, and, he's shaking his right. head it's like what He's are you turning talking red about? right <laughs> but i uh crafted this no and i said i don't think that dating is right for me right now and what i was so impressed with was the way that bert responded because a lot of men, even over the course of that that six months of my unwise choices, when you turn some guys down that have a lot of ego, I mm, found that they right. just, they'll be like, Psh, whatever, whatever, I just want to have coffee or, you know, they just, I don't know, they give you a lot of attitude back yeah. to kind yeah. of protect themselves. Amen. Amen. And Bert was so mature and such a stand-up guy. He responded with, thank you so much for considering. I completely understand. If you ever need someone to talk to about what you're going through, I'd love to listen. I mean, just so mature and godly. He has game. Right? Right. Right? Oh, my gosh. He's amazing. He's amazing. It's it's the sexy that no one really appreciates. Yes. Right there. He's turning a little bit red. (laughs) He totally is. I'm so sorry, Bert. But it's real. Like respect and dignity is sexy. Yeah, totally. It's like you're you're a sexy beast, and the (laughs) the fact that you hate that fact makes it sexier still. Yes. Right. Well, thank you. Coming from you, (laughs) 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 winky face. So I said no. Uh, He wrote back. We emailed a little bit, just starting to share our stories, and then that a few days later, I had therapy, and my therapist. She said, your homework is to say yes to this man and go on a date with him and make wise choices. Whoa. Right? Like, I got goosebumps just saying (laughs) that. She said, your job is to not, you know, be an idiot like you've been. So I wrote him back and I said, if you're still open to it, maybe we could get together for a warm beverage. So hold on. What happens in your heart as soon as you see that? email Bert I mean I I think I thought you know this may be somebody who I could get along with and might we might be able to hang out and connect to some extent but I wasn't really thinking much beyond that and honestly Mm -hmm. I love how representative that is of your guys's personalities too that like Bert at least granted I don't know you that well but the sense I get from you is you're just kind of the cool and steady right like I'm not gonna get that excited about really anything right and Leslie is like (laughs) I got big feelings all the way up and all the way down (laughs) (laughs) it's like it's it's intense for me to send you this email and Bert's like that's neat. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good description. Yeah, right. You are reading the room. That's right. right. So we end up uh, grabbing a, what we tease. It's a warm beverage because I don't drink coffee. We went up to order and uh, we both, I ordered a sugar-free chai tea latte and he said, that sounds good. I'll have the same. And I said, would you mm. like me to pay? And he said, no, that's okay. You can get the next one. 
And I <laughs> thought that was so sexy too. Bert's got game. Because That's I right. thought, oh, oh, he's thinking there's going to be a next time. Right on. Like we just met two seconds ago. Yeah. And he just said that. <laughs> like, okay. That's well, of course, why wouldn't there be? <laughs> <laughs> So we end up walking around downtown Holland and just talked, you know, nonstop. He was so open and vulnerable, immediately shared his story. I shared my story. Um, Yeah. And when I asked you how to say your name. Yes, you can share that part, honey. I asked if you were Leslie or Leslie. Mm -hmm. Oh, which my my ex-wife was very particular that she was Leslie. Um, oh, okay. And not a and Leslie. Not, not Leslie. And so I said, are you Leslie or Leslie? And she didn't know my ex-wife's name. And she said, I'm not less than anyone. Oh, nice. <laughs> so yeah. it was, I mean, she just said that because that's, she grew up not being less. She was Leslie. That was um, Leslie. So right on. I, I loved that. And I think I said, you're right. You're more. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have called her more ever so oh, that's one. such a great oh. pet name. Yeah, so he calls me more. So when you say I love you more, it's, it's that's you. It's oh me. my goodness. Yeah. Oh. That I, seriously, I'm like, oh, that's adorable. You guys are so cute. Thank you. <laughs> so when I was single, um, a mentor of mine, I was sharing my story and just how broken I was, and she said, um, "Leslie, God always does better." Wow. God mm. always does better. So he will say, I love you more. And I'll say, I love you better. Oh, man. Because wow. he is my better. Right on. Yeah. So. What a great perspective. Isn't that cool? Yeah. That God always does better. Whatever the enemy takes away. It is exceedingly abundantly more. And that is, you see, we have that up on our wall. That's mm. our scriptures, Ephesians 3, 20 and 21. Okay. Now to him who's able to do exceedingly abundantly more than you can ask or imagine. And we use that in our wedding and we use that as our scripture for our marriage yeah. in that, you know, we didn't realize how broken our previous marriages were. Mm. You know, people always said marriage is hard. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah. It is. It's hard. And yeah. when it you is. when you only know what you know. Exactly. Yeah. This is hard. Mm-hmm. Then you you get out of it. Your divorce that by far was the hardest thing I've ever been through. I mean, you pledge your life to someone, and then you're dating again, and yeah. you want to believe that what they say is true. Yeah. I've been there. I've done that. Yeah. Right? Like w- we promised in front of God and everybody. Right. And now. To have someone say, yeah, I, I love you. I'm not going to leave you. It's like, mm, really? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for jumping. Because uh, like, and, and I know there's there's more to the dating story, but I want to know, f- you know, okay, we get, we get married. What are those insecurities? Those things yeah. that, you know, okay, we were incredibly blessed. Because I feel like there's lots of people's stories where they, they didn't do their internal work. Like Bert, you know, you're talking about, okay, I turned inward and started doing my own inventory, started my, doing my own work, right? Leslie, you had your own story of that. And so like me growing individually, therefore makes me more attracted to somebody who has also grown. And so I'm not attracted to a person at the same level that I used to be. There's a lot of people that, you know, they don't do that internal growth. And so they end up marrying essentially at the same level that they were. Right. Mm. And then mm-hmm. oh, lo and behold, it's the same problems all over again. You guys got blessed and you had way better of a relationship than what you had before. But what are those insecurities that still plague you that still creep on creep in that, you know, other people might not be aware of? I think been, you know, and so often you do hear people that the second marriage is, you know, they kind of gravitate toward the same type of person and mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and they end up having the same types of issues yeah um i think in many ways like we very much did not do that <laughs> right everything i know of her um her ex-husband i'm totally different totally and, and different. i can say she's apart from the name totally different right. than, <laughs> <laughs> um you know oh. i think for me um looking back on my previous marriage, um, everything was criticized. Everything was, um, I didn't, I didn't do anything right. Mm. Um, 
and I still find myself like, is she going to get upset about this? Is yeah. She gonna, like, or, of course. Um, yeah. I can imagine like that's, that's stuff that kind of gets placed into your soul. Right. So when the it person is. leaves, the trigger. that's still there. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. And I know um, probably more for Leslie. There were a lot of those things um, in part because there was less time yeah. between sure. mm-hmm. her divorce. Sense. and Sure. Um, but, you know, she'd do something that she'd expect me to yell at her. Yeah. Um, and I just fall apart. You know, I just I just yeah. cry yep. that he wasn't mad. Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. Tell me about mm-hmm. what's that about? What do you make of that? Well, I, I mean, I do. I do want to say it was it was 17 months between when my former husband ended our marriage and when Bert and I got married. And mm-hmm. even in preparation for this, I thought, gosh, you know, I as a pastor, as someone that gives, you know, spiritual wisdom to people or even just as an average person, would I recommend that? (laughs) Probably not. Mm -hmm. Do I know that our relationship was ordained by God? Yes. Right now also means that I have had to do a lot of hard work in our marriage, Mm -hmm. which means the intensive therapy, still having those accountability partners, you know, and, that has impacted our relationship, yeah. right? I mean, there were times that first year that I would be crying and Bert would say, honey, what's wrong? I'm like, it's only been a year and a half since my husband left me. <laughs> you yeah, know? yeah, right. So yeah. those are, those are uh, you know, hard, hard things. Um, for me, because of the abuse, uh, when, when in my mind, when I would do something that would make my former husband upset, like leave a grocery bag in the car or leave a, a cupboard cabinet door open, Mm. Um, you know, I would be anxious and my stomach would be in knots. Mm. Um, and Bert would just kind of come alongside me and say, it's, it's okay. It's just not a big deal. Yeah. And he, first time he, um, he, he broke a dish, uh, at work. It was like, I sent him to work with leftovers. He came home and he broke a dish and he said, I was so nervous all afternoon. And then driving in, I realized you're not my former wife. Wow. Wow. Yeah, and I, I was like, it's a dish. Like, it's it's fine. Right. You know, <laughs> right. and that's that's what marriage is supposed to be, right? That's what we all want. Mm-hmm. Safety, mm-hmm. right? Security, to know that I can drive home no matter what. She's got my back. He's got my back. Mm. They're there for me. We're good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And there's still, I think there's still some things even around uh, family dynamics you know, of, um, how the, even the other spouse fit into mm-hmm. our nuclear families mm-hmm. and those dynamics that we navigate. Um, mm. there's so many things now that it's just so e- I mean, finances, easy communication, easy, just, wow. you know, it's just, I can't believe the first whole year I remember waiting for the other shoe to drop. Yeah. And yep. now it just, it's not going to drop. Yeah. You know, that I love that. That's a beautiful d- description of the transition from insecure attachment to secure attachment mm. as, as they say in the lingo of like, yes. I, I don't trust that you're going to be there. Even, even though you were the same person over the course of that, that period, like I, you know, I Leslie don't trust that you Bert are going to be there, even though you vowed to me that you are going to be there because of all this other stuff. Like, I just can't believe that yet. Mm-hmm. But then ever steady and sexy Bert, yes. right? He just, he just, he, right. He's just there. And then he's there and then he's there and then he's there and then he's there and then he's there. And eventually the experience of that overwhelms the, the fear, mm-hmm. right? And it's like, okay, I, I literally can't help but start to trust you mm-hmm. now. Yeah. I and think that, that's really cool. You know, Bert, Bert needed the, the positive affirmation. I mean, he yeah. didn't get that. Yeah, absolutely. And mm. that is, you know, that's my, my love language. That's one of my gifts is oh, encouragement that's that over the top, like, wow, that's nice. Yeah. I mean, almost every day I tell him like, I'm so proud of what you do. I respect you. Thank you for providing for our family. You know, thank you for working so hard so that I can stay home. I'm yeah. attracted to you, you know, and, mm. and I needed that calm, loving, patient presence. I say that Bert wakes up dripping the fruit of the spirit. Wow. He is patient to a fault. 
Right on. I mean, the to the boys fault. <laughs> to a fault. <laughs> yes, to a fault. The boys actually have said we've never we've never heard you guys argue. And we have we talk about we have hard things we talk about, but we just we don't we don't raise our voices and we yeah. just get along no, really and we well. don't make you we don't make stuff of little things that mm. just don't matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like a cupboard door being left open. Right. <laughs> and right. So Bert, yeah. like how long how long did it take you to trust Leslie in her affirmations? Because, mm. like, you know, the example of, I, you know, I broke the dish, and oh, my gosh, I was so nervous. How long did it take you to trust her? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I think there's still times that I, at some level, don't. Sure. Yeah. 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 You know, like. That's very honest. It's, it's You're real. supposed to say that because you're my wife, and that's your personality, and you oh. say those things. So um, I think there's definitely still mm-hmm. times that I feel like she's just trying to be encouraging yeah and doesn't always thank feel you that. Yeah. so thank you for saying that because i know there's a lot of mm-hmm. people that can relate to that mm-hmm. that it's you know the <laughs> like if if it's spouse or parent or mentor or whatever you know it's just like drowning this person in affirmations but but don't stop <laughs> right, right. Oh, I, won't. I can't. Right, but I that, can't, like, baby. The person, the person who's hearing that, though, that like, look, if if I don't believe that I deserve this, or if I think, you know, like, now nah, this is just get, like, you give affirmations to everybody. So what's special about the affirmation for me? Like, I can't help but wonder. Mm-hmm. And therefore, like the, that that war between okay, I know that you love me, I know that you mean this, and yet there's that piece that just won't go away, mm-hmm. that tells me, mm, are you sure? Right. I totally get that. Yeah. And I, I think there will be, because we're broken, we're not made whole in Jesus. I think there will always be those things. Absolutely. And I think every day, every month we continue to build that trust. Mm -hmm. One thing actually, it took about a year and we went through, went through a very intensive um, spiritual healing experience called restoring the foundations. Mm. Um, It was a five day uh, spiritual renewal. And one of the things that we learned was how to express um, either discontent because one, it was so, it's so rare that it happens Mm -hmm. and we both are very conflict averse. So the tendency would be, I'm just going to let it go. Yeah. I'm just going to oh, let it go yep. Sure. Yep. because it isn't a big deal yep. and the, the good so overwhelms it, but they actually challenged us in saying nice. it's healthy for you to learn how to do that. Yes. So when do you have enough trust and enough love that you can say, you know what, honey, that actually kind of hurt my feelings when you said that mm, or amen. Yes. that bothered me a little bit because both of us were like, we'll let it go. We'll let it go. We'll let it go. Yeah. And I think that we've gotten better at that. Yeah. Would you would you say because that makes me think so first off I just want to affirm hallelujah amen on the the conflict part that in order for two people to be a full self in the relationship that means you have to bump into each other you have to be frustrating and and the freedom to to say that out loud right otherwise I'm just constantly filtering and you know I can only give you part of myself in order to not make you angry (laughs) but in in light of okay you guys experienced both this major loss and then you found something in each other that's so good have either of you guys experienced the fear of losing that like i i want to keep this relationship so perfect because this is so much better than what it was and oh my goodness if i lose this too right i'm going to be permanently undone is there any sort of a fear like that I will say I have I do have fear of Bert dying. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, that just I mean that that scares me uh, in that it's so good it I just can't imagine, and he's such a good fit. I've told him I, you know I say to Bert you are the you are the most remarkable human being I've ever met, and <laughs> I get to be married to you. I've never met anyone like you in my entire life. How could there possibly be someone else that could be my spouse? And I I just love how. That's one hell of an affirmation. Yeah. And ever steady, ever sexy Bert <laughs> gives. He, he gives. You, that's now my nickname for you. <laughs> 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 
but he right but <laughs> he gives this like no tooth smile right mm. he's just grinning mm. like <laughs> it's like this intense affirmation and he's like mm. <laughs> <laughs> that's nice oh, i just i love that dynamic though because like so one of the things that i really appreciate about this in this moment is betsy and i spend a lot of our time in our office working with couples where you've got the person who's just not very emotive, right? Like I'm just not, you know, I certainly have feelings, but I don't wear them on my sleeve. I'm not being super loud about them. Right. And then you have the other person who is more expressive. It's like, yeah, I have all the feelings and you're going to know about it and how that creates like they're, they're afraid of each other. You know, they're in this push pull dynamic, but Mm -hmm. you guys have found this, this thing that just works for you that there's so much trust there that all right when leslie when when you give this huge affirmation to bert and he's not like oh my gosh thank you for telling me that <laughs> right my world is ch- <laughs> like to give you this equally big reaction i i totally don't see you as like oh, well i just gave you this great affirmation like why are you not more excited about this why are you not appreciating my affirmation more it's like no you're just giving that out of pure, like, I just want to give it to you. Absolutely. Right? And if you can mm. take it in or not, that's, that's no concern of mine. Like it's, I, this is a free gift. Absolutely. Right. And then same thing with your patience, Bert, like, you know, like, okay, I give you patience, 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 simply because I want to give this to you and not because, okay, well I have to be patient because otherwise you're going to be pissed at me. Mm. Right. And I think that's, that's at least how I see it. That's one of the, the key things that makes this really work for you guys. Mm. as opposed to where other people like you know they're giving each other these things but there's with there's those strings attached of okay if i'm patient to you then you should be more pleased with me Mm. if you're not more pleased with me well then what the hell am i being patient for on that no i think that we've also gotten better at expressing what we need so nice there are times where i'll say um, because Bert, uh, truly, I'm not, I am not under exaggerating. I have never heard him complain about anything I've done Whoa. ever. So hold on. Ever. Ladies listening to this podcast, uh, try not to drool too much <laughs> over ever, ever, ever constant, ever, ever sexy Bert. I could burn the meatloaf. <laughs> it's fine. You know, never. buy a horrible shirt. It's fine. On the same side. I'm not going to come home and have my husband going, yippee, 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 yippee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Right. But for me, out of that drama and, um, you know, that that drastic up and downs, Mm -hmm. that is just so attractive to me. Yeah. Yeah. And I find such safety in that. Mm -hmm. And when there's times, the other night even, I said, honey, sometimes I I just need you to be romantic. And he... Mm -hmm said something romantic to me and I said thank you and he he said you know I I think that and I said I know you do but sometimes I just need to hear you say it yeah. absolutely I love yes. it yeah I love it yeah that direct hey I don't have to apologize for having needs with you I get to say this an immediate response of like it, and I love I love that there was the instead of the typical which is I don't give you what you just asked for and instead i switch it out with the defensive like but i do give you that and what are you talking about it's like mm. no he, he doesn't go that direction at all he's like yeah here you go you just asked for this here it is and some and i think what he sometimes needs is he needs that downtime that quiet that um a little bit of space introspection yeah and you know instead of me being like why aren't you excited to see me like don't you want to spend every second with me i want to spend every yes. second with you because i'm so excited <laughs> to see you you know i'm like a squirrel on crack cocaine right <laughs> and he just needs to recharge his batteries absolutely mm-hmm. and we actually use the phrase um i don't get mad at you we don't we don't we're not really angry people sometimes we'll say i'm sad at you or i'm sad mm. at this at this situation yeah yeah. Um, and so like, are you sad at me? Well, yeah, that was a little disappointing or sure. You know, things like that. So nice. Yeah. I, I like that. Yeah. Are you sad at me? Cause mm-hmm. you're, you're skipping past the defensive protection of the anger and you're getting more down to the core emotion of like, what's really going on here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm sad about this. Nice. Yeah. From both of you. I want to hear, this is kind of an overwhelming <laughs> question, but, uh, 
as as a like f- here today as you look back at everything that has happened and what you have now i want to know the top gift that you got out of everything that happened to you and worst moment like what was that thing that hurt the most what was that thing that either healed the most or or was the the most important gift to you i love i love the story you share about going on retreat babe and holding the boys so my my boys um anytime anytime that they were hurt or anything i would i would pick them up and i would cradle them you know their their head on back mm. of their neck on uh, in in the crook of my elbow yeah mm. and usually their you know their legs hanging over my other arm with their knees um yeah and at one point um shortly after shortly after i had discovered affairs and had confronted my ex um i went on a on a retreat and just had some time on my own with with god and it was away from everything and the past weeks and months had been just constant stuff and it was so exhausting and and I think I slept probably 18 hours a day Ooh, <laughs> while man. I was there. But I at it. one point, I woke up, um, curled up. Let's see, why'd you do it to me? Um, mm. Curled up and and just kind of just the way I would have held the boys. Mm. And and yeah. just an intense warmth on the back of my neck, oh. behind my knees. Um, wow. Oh, my so goodness. It was, it was pretty powerful. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I could, how, I mean, just to look at you, right? How deeply that matters to you. How beautiful. Yeah. I love that. Just being held. Just being held. Yeah. Thanks, babe. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but seriously, I mean, for, for everybody that's not here, that is such a beautiful moment. Isn't that beautiful? Oh my God. I mean, I just like, all I can feel is the reverence for that moment. Okay, attention off me. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't like to be the center yeah. of attention. <laughs> but seriously, Bert, thank you for sharing that. Yeah, because thank that's you. What, what Thanks, a, babe. What a beautiful example of, like, okay, this this is one of the meaningful ways that I show love to my boys, and now my Heavenly Father's mm. very obviously showing me yeah. that exact same love to me, this mm-hmm. thing that I need so badly. So, beautiful. and then best things that we got out of all of this? Hmm. So that's now we're jumping ahead. Yeah, oh, right? there's so but much. I think we might need to do a part two. Maybe I just. But like we do have talk. a s- <laughs> we have a son together. Yes, Cohen Which is our um, more better. Right. So, um, mm. when he was born, uh, he was a surprise pregnancy, and then surprised us coming five weeks early, and surprised mm-hmm. us um, at birth. He was diagnosed with Down syndrome. Mm. which was a huge shock um, mm-hmm. yeah. and was a, I mean, a whole lot that first day yeah. wondering. Yeah. And um, the, the second day I came home, Leslie stayed in the hospital. I came home to sleep and she called me the next day to, to come and, and see our little boy. And um, we went and saw him and then a, a friend, a sister of a friend of hers, came and uh, talked to us about her daughter with Down syndrome and then um, left us with a book with with a few different things Um, and we got back to our room and started pulling some of the things out and at the bottom of the bag was a book uh, immeasurably more oh man which ties back to our verse uh, yeah her being more um, oh but because God. Down syndrome is an extra chromosome, yeah. mm. so she's more, I'm better, and he's our extra. extra. <gasps> so, so more, better, extra. I just got goosebumps. <laughs> oh, my God. That is but the other boys Leslie are great too. is more, Bert is better, but Cohen, Cohen is, is extra. extra. That is yeah. so mm-hmm. cool. Wow. Oh. He is the, the frosting on our, our cake, our perfect surprise. And I have to say, he is so cool thank yeah. you and bird i love that yes. you know like i just got this you know because twice now like you get you showed us a little emotion and and a i sincerely that's, that's a lot i know right? <laughs> <laughs> that's like i'm exhausted after this but i just got this image of like the 
the calm waters that run deep mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i was thinking okay you know knowing that so many of us that that aren't terribly expressive there there usually is that depth but mm-hmm. the counterpart with the spouse doesn't necessarily know about that and what i think mm-hmm. is really cool is that like leslie you know that that depth is there mm-hmm. oh it's so sexy right that, right that, like <laughs> even even if he's not necessarily <laughs> showing it in that moment you trust that that depth is there that yes. when you see calm you don't see also shallow mm-hmm. yeah and that's really cool yeah he turned around with with the book in the hospital and he said if there was ever any doubt that he's my son and that God chose Cohen for us. Look at this. Oh. And it was immeasurable. Did I say that? You did. Wow, that was good. You did. Right? That was good. Unstoppably sexy. Bert's got game. Bert's <laughs> got game. <laughs> and I had... That is cool. I had suffered with severe perinatal depression. Mm. I had um, voluntarily checked myself into Pine Rest mm-hmm. for a season. Mm. And, you know, that... Uh, is another act of God's deliverance in that God radically um, delivered me from that. That doesn't mm. happen overnight. That yeah. doesn't. I I don't want to over spiritualize that. Yeah. That isn't something that just happens. But I went from, you know, I I don't want this baby. I don't want a mm. boy. I don't want a baby with special needs. Yeah, yeah. Right. And before going to bed, saying, "Lord, you have got." to give me something. Yeah. I know that your love is not about feeling. And I know that being a parent is not about feeling, but I feel nothing. And you have got mm. to do something. That'd be so scary. It was really scary. Yeah. And uh. he went home, he ugly cried and uh, just said, mm-hmm. okay, Lord, you know, I, I need you to do this. I know my wife will love him eventually. She's a loving person, but am I going to have to be mom and dad? Is she going to have to check herself back in? Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is huge because we had no idea they had Down syndrome. You know, I went to bed and I woke up eight hours later and it was completely gone. The depression wow. was gone. The anxiety was gone. The wow. fear was Whoa. gone. Like a true miracle. Like literally a true miracle. Yeah. And wow. I did not have a day of postpartum after severe perinatal depression. Yeah. I did not have a day of postpartum. And the Lord just absolutely set me free and uh yeah so he truly is because that that night we thought god our story has been so perfect you know everything is just going so well and now you give us this Mm. right and then we woke up the next morning and said lord you gave us this yeah you gave us best you gave us best you gave us extra extra Extra, right extra extra yeah so Wow, oh, you guys! And, that and simultaneously, is an incredible story. simultaneously, like very dark to very light. Very, yeah. very right? dark. And yeah, I just, I just think of like you know, the testimony of what God can do in just a few hours. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. And not to you know, there are there. I I take medication for depression and anxiety mm-hmm. even before that, so not to mm-hmm. uh, rule that out at all. But mm-hmm. in right. in my experience, it was indeed a divine miracle. Um. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. When I think about the dark days for me, I, when my husband said he wasn't happy and, and filed for divorce, I moved in with my parents. Um, that's dark. That's dark. That's <laughs> dark. <laughs> yep. But I, yeah. I would just spend hours and hours and hours with God. Mm. Um, I'd turn on worship music and I would cry and I would worship mm-hmm. and I would pray and um, that summer I read through the Psalms over and over and over and over again. And I remember just saying, Lord, you have to take me because I can't, how am I going to be a single divorced female pastor in West Michigan? Yeah. Right. Right. Uh-huh. Like, how is that going to yeah. work? And when you say God, take me as in like, I need you to kill me. Yes. Or, okay. Oh yes. Yeah. 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 I was too scared to do it myself, mm-hmm. but I thought I cannot live like this. Yeah. I can't. And what is my future going to look like? I mean, what? Mm. And I, I, you know, I, on some level I did want children and I was scared to be alone and all those things. So I, um, I took a lot of Ambien in those days. I (laughs) can imagine a lot lot of Ambien, a lot of Klonopin. Um, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for the relief that, that, that provided in that time. But, um, Mm. had severe, severe depression and anxiety. Um, 
Hmm. And, you know, God met me there. And there's times now that when I have opportunity to share my and our story, I don't miss the pain, but I do miss the intimacy that I had with Jesus. Absolutely. Well said. Because there's nothing like that sheer dependency on God when I lost my job, I lost my home, I lost my husband, I lost over half my finances. I have nothing else. Right. And then, you know, there's Bert. He lost his job. He lost, you know, your your wife, your car, you had medical issue. All you lo- when you lose everything like that and you literally only have the Lord. Yeah. That is where that true intimacy yes. yeah. comes yeah. from. Yeah. So I do miss that. Yeah. Absolutely. And it just kind of in closing in closing for this, uh, what I'm appreciating about your guys' stories, like A, it's 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 unique, it's powerful, it's compelling. I love that. But I love the I don't know if it, what the right word is, symmetry or the like the, just the connection between my trust in God absolutely flowed into my trust in my spouse. Mm. That's good. Right? That's mm. good. That like w- without that brokenness causing me to get really really close to God and to feel that intimacy there and to to like to feel held literally held by God mm. to know mm. that he's there. Okay, I trust that you are here with me in this you know, this is as prickly as it gets and you're still here with me. And okay, that flowing into now I can trust this next person. Cuz I I think yeah. that's a key piece that's that's missing a lot mm. is okay i want my spouse to be trustworthy i want my spouse to be trustworthy but am i getting close to god you can't have it without god right exactly it's like man if i'm not pursuing that closeness with god that genuine real deep type of relationship with god then you know how could i ever have that with my spouse thank you so much leslie and bert for being so open in your story that was a really big gift to us and it was Mm -hmm. an honor and a pleasure getting to speak with you about such intimate details amen yeah thank you guys so much again um and for the listeners uh, again i just want to repeat that uh this podcast we want it to be as helpful as possible so if you have questions or want us to address a particular topic please please let us know because we would love to do that um, so leave a comment below, or if you want to email me directly, uh, you can email me at scott at hopetherapy.info. Uh, we're going to be doing these episodes once a month, so uh, be sure to subscribe, and we'll keep uh, pumping out the best content we can. Until next time, stay solidish. ish